Hello, people. It's your host, Amadou Karoma, and we're back with another episode from the Wrap It Up podcast. And today, I have another guest. First time guest. Um, he is a very good brother of mine. He is part of an organization that I hold dear to my heart, and he's actually the current president of that organization. And that organization is the summit. I have referenced it before in this podcast, and you'll continue to keep seeing members of the summit and various other people connected to some somewhere somehow on this podcast. But nevertheless, this brother is a very intelligent brother, someone that is very hard to get in contact with because he's not on his phone that much. But but that's not the point here. The point is we're here to have a great conversation and let me go ahead and introduce my fellow brother, Jonathan Savage. How are you doing? Dude, I'm doing great, man. I appreciate you having me on. I, I remember, um, you know, we, we probably known each other for a couple of years now. We and I'm one for one for a conversation. And I, I picked your brain before and had some intense conversation. And I remember you saying a couple of years ago, man, I'm gonna have a podcast. And when I have a podcast, I want you to come on my podcast. And I was hyped, man. I told you, of course. So yeah, um, it was cool, man. You know, here we are. I know, man. I, after a couple of years, it's finally happening, man. It really took a lot out of me to actually like really put it down and figure out how am I going to do it and really believe in the idea. You know, I had to have a bit of self-belief to really do it. But I'm glad you remember that conversation we had earlier. Yeah, yeah for sure, man. Yeah. Congratulations on, on what you've done so far, man. I mean, you're on the right path. Hey, man, I appreciate it, man. I, I did. I did take a bit of a a break but hey listen man we back man people like you is gonna keep me going man so i appreciate that i appreciate that let's get it but yeah man for this episode for uh we're really gonna be talking about you know the idea of hard work honestly and how how hard are we actually working a lot of the time because i feel like you know as covid is going on and the way we kind of had kind of had to just sit back and really just stay to ourselves we kind of lost that bit of drive to work that extra bit more. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just been something that's been kind of bothering me in a sense where even then I question how hard do I actually work or did I really fulfill my potential at this moment in time? And I still question myself today was like, am I actually fulfilling my t potential? And because of the lack of work that I'm made not be putting in or may actually be putting in you know have you kind of dealt with that kind of problem of actually working hard uh, i don't think so um i think it's all relative you know like what it varies from person to person so what i think is pushing myself um is nothing compared to what some people are doing but compared to others you know i seem like a nutcase like i'm bouncing off the walls going 100 miles an hour so I, I think it's very individualized um for me you know COVID was the best thing that could have happened to me quite honestly um it was like you said really a pause on everything that was going on and it took it took me standing still and having a pause to kind of evaluate you know what, what the direction I want to go who I want to become who I currently am um and then you know, I could channel hard work into areas that I think were productive because, you know, people, you can work hard every day, but you're not working hard for something that's pushing you in whatever direction you're looking to go. 
you're just you know revenue revving your engine and burning up gas but it doesn't mean you're getting anywhere so you know for me i think covid if anything triple charged my work because that pause and that space kind of forced me to to look in the mirror a little bit man to kind of evaluate my goals and and what exactly it's gonna take to to become the person i'm trying to be man so I don't think COVID was an issue as far as hard work for me. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that because one of the notable things that I actually took up upon COVID was actually going to the gym, taking it a lot more seriously. Um, this coming, this past August made it two years of me consistently going to the gym in my life. And it's been a blessing. It's something that I, I, I kind of think about. I mean, I even see you at the gym sometimes. So yeah. it's a blessing that I actually have that kind of thing with me now, right? But now uh, you said something about how you had to look at yourself in the mirror with COVID. Um, I feel like a lot of people were lonely around that time in COVID. Some people were in awkward situations where they kind of had to stay by themselves. Some people with family, of course. But how did you kind of triple charge yourself in, in the midst of all that loneliness? Because for me, I had a lot of time to think and I knew my direction was going in a path that was beneficial for me, but I definitely didn't really take it head on like i didn't supercharge myself in that direction basically so how did you really take that loneliness and supercharge it to a point where you're working harder than you ever have before yeah i um loneliness is great man loneliness is great you know the way i see it i was born by myself i'm an only child there was nobody else in the womb and I've never seen a casket where two people get buried together, right? So when I came in here by myself and I'm leaving out just the same way. So I've got to get comfortable with me. So that loneliness was truly a blessing because it's very easy to distract yourself and and be with other people. And honestly, it brings on discomfort sometimes when you're just stuck with and it's only you and your thoughts. Um, but during COVID, you know, it definitely was uncomfortable at first being an only child, like living at home. My home was changing. Uh, my my mom is no longer living here. It's me, my, me and my dad. So it's a little different. Um, but all that worked to my benefit, man. Like you start to realize, I think what COVID did was really <laughs> reestablish my relationship with time, quite honestly. Um you know, on a typical day to day, every single day is 24 hours and it always has been and it always will be for everyone. But you really realize how much time 24 hours is when you're in the house by yourself <laughs> with, not, <laughs> with not a whole lot to do. And yeah. I think after enough of those days, I kind of thank God had the initiative to start thinking like, man, these these days are long like you know i can fit a lot of stuff into this day if if you engineer it correctly uh, so i think that's kind of what yeah. me. I just i just had to reestablish that relationship with time and really look at it as like how am i using this 24 hours that i would that you know i was blessed with today because i woke up um as we know many many i love to say it bro many men did not wake up this morning and since i did and i have been gifted another 24 how are we going to break it? Let's break it down. How am I going to use this hour? How am I going to use that hour? Right. So I, I think that's what it was for me, man. Really, any any boosted productivity just came from 
being real about time. You're right. I respect that. I respect that. I mean, having a sense of time and understanding where your time is going is is great for anyone because at least you're accountable for yourself and others can hold you accountable because you're aware of what's going on around you. Um, you, you talk about, you know, kind of having the sense of understanding what's going on. And I know that required discipline. And, you know, with discipline, a lot of people associate discipline with hard work. So when it comes to these ideas of discipline and hard work, how how can we correlate the two? Are these two different? Can they kind of coexist or they shouldn't coexist? Because somebody could be hard a hard worker, but they could also not be disciplined. But then somebody could be disciplined, but they can also be considered a hard worker. You know, how can we actually correlate these two in this modern day society now? It's kind of weird when you actually think about it. Huh. Yeah, that's an interesting take. Um I think there, yeah, there, there is a difference, but I think very often people that contain one contain the other. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I get where you're going because hard work can be, you know, anybody can work hard when you want to work hard, right? That's, that's the key. Yeah. <laughs> but the word discipline to me means, you know, bringing the same level of effort, intensity and hard work despite feeling so despite i don't feel like it despite you know any distractions that's what discipline is is bringing right. the same thing to the table regardless of circumstance um yeah 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 i think i think it is different especially these days man there's so many distractions so i think discipline <laughs> i'll tell you man i i, I fell for distractions easily man i understand yeah. what you're talking about but do you think that um hard work requires a bit of discipline like do you think having to be a hard worker you think that requires a sense of discipline uh no no i don't think so it's completely isolated there's not a whole lot of discipline discipline is you know based from the self right discipline right. is self-imposed so i can be the hardest worker because the boss is standing over my back. But the second he walks away and I, I slack off, I'm not disciplined. You know, because it's yeah, not. That's a good way of putting it. It's not, it's not. I actually didn't think about it like that. Yeah, it's not self-imposed anymore. I mean, I come from sports, man. Like, I think that's been the biggest change for me. I was a decently hard worker playing ball, but, you know, it was I, I had a coach tell me what to do. So, you know, you, you tell me to do 10, I do 11. I'm a hard worker. I'm working hard. I'm not working the guy next to me. But. You know, when we don't have practice and I've still got work to do, am I still bringing that same level? Am I still going to go out there on my own and put that work in? Mm -hmm. That's that's discipline. And I think that's uh, that's been the biggest key in my growth, man, like moving away from team sports, because team sports, there kind of is that safety cushion where you can be a hard worker because there's a there's a platform. You know, there's practice and there's programs and you got a group of X amount of guys that are on the same thing with you. Right, you know what I'm saying, so, and it's they kind of set the the baseline, so you can outwork them, and yeah, you're a hard worker. But discipline is a little bit more self-imposed, and that's kind of been my transition, man. Like coming from being team sports, I played I played ball, baseball for the majority of my life. I, I think I picked it up when I was seven or eight, and then played all the way through uh, my first couple years of, of college here until I was like twenty. 
and that has been the biggest adjustment is moving to me imposing limitations and structure within myself making my right. things and me being the competition rather than you know just competing with those around me because like i said back to being alone you know it's just me ain't no, no one stopping me but me like i am my competition and that takes discipline to outwork myself because nobody's watching i don't got a coach hollering over my back um but you know i established that competition with myself and that's what pushes me that's discipline in my eyes hey man that's a good way of putting out uh putting it because when you were talking about how athletes you know they have the coach they have the safety cushion you know the best athletes actually require that bit of discipline outside of practice outside of those environments like example kobe bryant rest in peace to his soul but he was someone that had that extra bit of discipline even outside of practice where he would practice before practice after practice and even do, did the extra bit of work to get him to that next level yes he was a hard worker but he had that discipline to realize for himself he needs to challenge himself even more outside of the rigors of just the genuine professional play of the nba right you have their practice you have your coach telling you all these things but in order for you to ascend past the opposition he needed that discipline within himself so you actually make a really good point when it comes to the athletic field and a lot of people can apply that to themselves yeah that makes a lot of sense because for me i used to play uh soccer I used to play basketball and a lot of the time you're right like i had that kind of drive when the coach is kind of barking at me and stuff like that to do this and that but then once it was over just kind of took my foot off the gas and if i actually had that bit of discipline maybe i would have been a a top level athlete who knows but that, that that's a fair point when you actually think about it i didn't think about it like that yeah sports sports are very very just plain and simple to me you know life is very complicated and there's many you know everyone's got different everyone plays by a different set of rules in the game of life right everyone comes from different places all this but sports are cool man because there's a there's it's plain it's plain and simple there's a winner there's a loser you know points are measurable and it's very very just cut and paste simple um so i love looking looking at sports and and the greats and, and using kind of them as role models because you know like you said man kobe and these guys went above and beyond yeah so i want to ask you something especially when it comes to discipline for yourself how did you develop a level of discipline over time? Because I think this is what a lot of people struggle with, including myself, where we want to be disciplined. We want to have that discipline when it comes to doing various things because discipline brings consistency for the most part, right? But how do you develop that discipline over time over something that maybe you want to achieve? So say I want to lose weight for within the next year, right? right. How do I develop that discipline over that time frame to lose weight by the end of the year what kind of mindset do you have to be in or what kind of things you have to do to really get to that level of discipline because i feel like everyone wants to be disciplined in some sense but they don't realize how much willpower and how much mental strength and hard work it takes to actually be disciplined right everything takes time um and like you like you said you set a goal down the road um the only thing between you and that goal is time 
So how do you, how are you going to manage that time? So I think, you know, di like there's nothing happens overnight, man. Like dis discipline is something that you can work on and that I work on, man. I'm, I'll be working on it for the rest of my life. There's always room to improve. Um, but right. I think my mindset going into things is, I mean, you know, I tell myself every day, I will grow today in some way, shape or form. Um, you know, I love the physical, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to pack on size, you know, like that, that's, that's a constant thing, but really it's a, it's a broad life statement. I want to improve in some area every single day, whether it be improve a relationship, um, improve my mind, improve my body, improve my habits a little bit every day. So it all comes back to your day, to the 24 hours. Once you decide what these goals are, I mean, this is the way that I look at it. Once I decided what my goals are, I can now allocate a portion of the 24 hours towards those things. And time is cumulative. So it's it adds up. So right. over the course, you know, if I decide I'm going to invest an hour a day into networking, you know, say, just for simple math, say you can send 10 emails in an hour. Okay. And you say, I'm going to spend one hour a day. 10 emails isn't a lot, but if you form that habit, and like you said, you can be disciplined and stick to it, time will accumulate. And now after a week, seven days, that's seven hours. Now you've sent 70 emails, you know, right. for a hundred days, three months plus, that's a thousand emails. So nothing happens overnight, yeah. but as you look, you know, once you implement things into your routine it becomes a part of you you mentioned about you know routine um a lot of people have routines now and they kind of live by those routines and they kind of feel like those routines are crucial for them to actually have a productive day what do you say when right. you do not actually achieve that routine at that specific time because some people feel as if as soon as they wake up in the morning they got to do this they got to do that and if they don't do this and this and that then the rest of the day is finished how do you how how can you get people to kind of feel like regardless of what is happening during that time with your routine you can still you know have the rest of the day to yourself and actually be productive because i think for me you know, this is an easy way to fall out of slumber. This is an easy way to lose that bit of discipline you're trying to actually have. Yeah, I'm sitting here laughing, man, because uh, th this is this is huge for me. I am a routine. <laughs> <laughs> I am a routine dude. And, uh, you know, routines are meant to routines can be helpful because, like I said, when you decide your goals, you can implement fractions of um, time each day towards your goals. Right. You accumulate massive time towards your goals and you can accomplish them. But I have to force myself to constantly evaluate, look for ways to improve and tweak the routine so that I can, that I can better its efficiency. Um, but manly, yeah, like you said, I struggle. Like, Lord knows if I get up in the morning and, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> eggs are, just to give a simple example, man, eggs are a part of my routine. I eat eggs. Right. I, I eat eggs every day. 
I couldn't tell you the last time I didn't eat eggs in the morning. Mm -hmm. You know, when I go out of town sometimes, I, I like to travel. Um, but Lord knows if the hotel or wherever I'm staying, if I don't have any eggs, like <laughs> I'm thrown off. Um, so, I, you know, that's something that, that I definitely struggle with. And it's, that's a simple, simple example, but it, but it applies to a lot of things like, you know, going for a workout. If I, I don't know, just get thrown off or get in there and I go to go to do a specific lift and something hurts or something sore and I've got to adjust. Right. I think that's just, that's an ability. That's an, a, that's a skill that needs to be developed like anything else, right? The ability to adapt. You don't always know yeah. what life is going to throw at you. So I think a good, a good routine is very productive. And I think that I have you know, put together a routine that is propelling me towards my goals. Um, and I pay close attention to it and look for areas that I can improve, look for little gaps, you know, constantly checking in on myself, like, okay, you know, this is taking me a little longer, um, or I'm, you know, I'm, I'm short on time here. How can I tweak and adjust or what can I add in this gap or all, all kinds of things. But then on top of everything is the ability to adapt and ch change directions a little bit. Because Lord knows, man. You got you you can plan everything out fully and, and show up and everything hits the fan. So what are you what are you gonna do then, right? That's what it's Yeah, that ability to adapt is is key, but I think that's what makes us human beings, man. We have that ability to adapt and right. it's about applying that adaptation to the times where maybe our routines aren't going according to plan. Right. I think that's a good way of looking at it. And it is a skill that we need to incorporate in order to become this wholesome human being. Obviously we can't be perfect, but right. it is a, it is something that we should inquire to do. I, I agree. I agree. That's a, it's a good point that you brought up. Yeah. I think for me, I'm, I've always been someone that kind of has the ability to adapt to my situation, but I've never been someone to have like set routines. But now that I've started to develop like routines and having lists, I can understand when your routine doesn't actually go through. And I'm like, Oh wow. This is this is a little weird. Like you yeah. feel like you you just you were on like on a surfboard and you just kind of crash all of a sudden. You got to get yeah. back on your surfboard, but then your surfboard is somewhere far away and, I, and you can't even swim. I, I get I get what you mean when it yeah. comes to you know sticking to your routine and when it gets thrown off, it makes it difficult. Definitely, uh, you know, it's I'll, the ability. I'll tell you, I'll tell you how I really look at it. To me, routine is just a product of priorities, right? So right what are my priorities okay i obviously things happen you, we are presented with opportunities distractions all this stuff okay so the tool that i use personally i make decisions before decisions need need to be made what does that mean okay for example i create pillars in my life and they change where when I get in a situation where I have to make a decision, in the moment, emotions can take over. You can rationalize anything. So that, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? In the heat of the moment, you never know. You're supposed to be, okay, I need to go to the gym today. I'm going to lift. Next thing I know, class is finished up and I'm headed to the gym. All my buddies are, hey, man, we're going to grab something to eat. Like, you want to come? In the heat of that moment, you know, it's easy to forget about the lift you were supposed to get in. It's easy to forget right. about whatever important thing that you had pre-decided that you were going to do. And in that situation, even if you don't forget about it, it's very, very easy to rationalize. 
you can, oh, well, okay, I'll just go eat now and then go later and all this stuff. That happens. It's very, it's natural. And I've right. been victim to that many a times, man, where, you know, something comes up or someone asks me if I want to do something or, or whatever. And it's like, yeah, that sounds good. And all of a sudden now it's late. You know what I'm saying? Like life happens like that. So what I do to combat that, I make the decisions way before anything arises. So I'll decide, okay, when in doubt, I'm going to lean towards this pillar. In this case, the, the pillar would be exercise is more important than anything social or whatever. So in this event where a decision needs to be made, I just right. fall on whatever pillar that I established before. Same thing with with uh, even like relationships. So I told you, I mentioned earlier, man, I'm, I'm huge on conversation. That's, I think conversation is the source of, of flourishing from humans. I mean, we all live different lives from the second we're born to this current moment. It's been a different yeah. journey for both of us. So I think conversation. Yeah, we need that social interaction. We yeah, need it. man. Yep. Conversation is the bridge between my experiences and yours. So that's very important to me. So I have a pillar that conversation, you know, is more important than anything else. So if I'm locked into a good conversation with someone about something productive and I feel like I'm gaining something from the conversation, I'll be late to class. You know, I'm not kidding. <laughs> it sounds, it's really the way I am. If I'm genuinely having a real conversation with someone, I'm not going to cut it off to run the class or because I have a meeting or whatever. You know, I'll, I have pre-established that conversation is important to me. So in those situations, I lean towards continuing the conversation. And I think that's a method that can be useful across the board, man. Just decide what's important to you and in a situation where you got to make a quick little decision, lean towards whatever you decided was most important. Priorities, priorities, yeah. got to get the priorities in order, man. Yeah, that's, that's facts, man. You got to get the priorities in order. Uh, I like the idea of pillars. I think that's something that people should maybe try to introduce where these are things that are special to you. And these are the things that actually help you progress yeah. to where you want to be in your life. So I think the idea of pillars is something that, people may want to adopt but 100%. could you elaborate and could you elaborate on your pillars actually yeah so this one isn't mine this one is uh, i talked to a very successful lady and uh this is a little less you know serious in uh in like career and school but her pillar was she had something called the year of yes and she shared this with me and it's essentially the same concept. And she was in a point in her life where she was you know, pretty established in her career, yada, yada. And she thought it's time to, you know, start a relationship and get involved right. with someone. So that's her establishing the need, establishing the priority, establishing the pillar. And she expanded on, okay, this is the year of yes. So anyone that asked her on a date, she would say yes, no matter what, regardless of what she was feeling in that moment. She decided before it was the year of yes. So when she got into those 
those situations, regardless of how her brain wanted to rationalize or how, regardless of any excuse she could have came up with, it, she established that it's the year of yes. So she said yes to every date. And uh, she ended up meeting her husband that year. <laughs> for, I was just going to say that. I was yeah. just going to say that. She probably met her husband that way. It worked out for her. She said she had some wonky dates. But <laughs> in the end, man, I guess it worked out. Hey, that's a that's a nice pillar right there. That's yeah. a nice pillar because I think that that's kind of special because she had a goal in mind when creating that pillar and she's somehow achieved that goal. I mean, she's married now. So that's that's very interesting that that kind of worked out in her favor. Right. I think it could work out in many people's favors if that's the case when you're constructing a pillar of that magnitude when it comes to relationships of course right that's that that's nice and i've known um, i've noticed man once you once you start to practice these things let's let, let's trace back to what we said about time accompanying time accompanying time is repetition right so right the more that you lean and invest in your pillars and start to lean on yourself and listen to that voice that you're building in your head the stronger that it becomes and the stronger that relationship between you and your priorities and your inner becomes. So the more you trust yourself, the, the, the bigger things that you can put in pillars, right? Right. So you mentioned talking about the pillars and how, how much hard work you have to do upon yourself to actually, you know, achieve these pillars and actually, achieve these goals because it requires a bit of hard work for yourself as an individual right now with the idea of hard work and really working hard do you think that a lot of people can kind of work too hard to prove to others that they're working hard so when i say that i mean like you feel like people are working at that working hard at the expense of their own idea of working hard to prove to other people that they're working hard if you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think it is it is possible to um to overwork yourself. And I'm, I say that very, very lightly because that is that that point is way, way beyond what most people think is overworking. I think we're capable of so, so much more than most people believe. But I think that you know, you know the saying, you know, um growth happens in the outside of the comfort zone all all the stuff that you hear which is 100 true. right but i like to look at it as like a ladder man you know growth occurs outside the comfort zone correct but as you grow your comfort zone grows right so what makes you uncomfortable at first you grow and adapt to it and now you're not uncomfortable anymore. You're comfortable, but your your game's elevated. You know what I'm saying? You took a step up. If it's very, very just trivial. If I, you know, I'm not a runner by any means, but if I want to run two miles and I start running two miles and that's out of my comfort zone, I'm pushing myself. But eventually I'm going to adapt and two miles is going to become comfortable. So now right. I've elevated my, you know, my running capacity to two miles, but now I'm comfortable with it. And I think the same thing applies to anything else. But when you say that, right, with your, you know, kind of adapting over time as you're working hard, as you're working at it, you know, some people will actually go beyond their means. For example, 
say like I'm a child, right? I'm a child. I have a family that's very, very, very strict when it comes to my academics, right? And I over I overwork myself in order to prove that I'm working hard to them as 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 a student in school. And maybe I don't have the best grades, but I I show them overworking myself by maybe taking Adderall to stay late at night to study or maybe working incredibly hard where I'm not even talking to them and my own happiness is being derailed. But the whole point is I'm proving to them that I'm working hard. Is, does, do you feel like that becomes too much of a bad thing? Because we can do this subconsciously and not just me working hard in school, but just for us as human beings, we can overcompensate and we want to work hard on ourselves just so other people can see that we're working hard rather than actually doing what works for us. Do you feel like that's something that happens? Is that what you did to get your grades? You stayed up late and took out. Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't do that. <laughs> I didn't do that. Nah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I did stay I did stay up late to get these grades right. Don't get me wrong. But I never <laughs> had to resort to Adderall. No, sir. I don't promote well, Adderall. Well, you, <laughs> so, I mean, you said you had to stay up late. Like, did it suck when you were doing it? Did you feel like you were pushing yourself too far? I mean, I feel like at some moments, I, I knew the goal. I knew what the goal was. Right. I knew the goal was to graduate. So, you know, these moments where I did stay up, it didn't necessarily matter. But I did I did feel like at the time when I was doing all this excessive work, I could have I probably would have lost out on I mean a bit of enjoyment, yes, leisure, that all these things. But really I feel like I could have found something within that time of me overexerting myself to prove to my parents that I'm a hardworking individual or I'm a hardworking student, if you know what I mean. Now, tell me, when you walked across the stage and you got your diploma, did any of that matter anymore? It didn't. It didn't. It didn't, actually. It didn't matter. Because I, because you, you were clear about your goal. So, yes, it sucked. But the satisfaction that you gained at the end when you reached it mixes out any of that suck. All the stuff that was terrible and it sucked was just part of the process. So I think, like the question you asked about people overexerting and and it ruining them, you know, to me that may just be a case of reevaluating your goal. Maybe your goal doesn't mean that much to you because, like you said, if you're, if you're proving it for someone else, like that's somebody else's goal, so it's gonna suck if you're putting 110 percent into something that doesn't really matter to you. That's not sustainable. But right. like to you, like graduation meant something. It meant something to to chase after all these recognitions and awards that you were in the mix for. Like that was important to you. So you putting that 110% in, you know, the work became irrelevant because the end goal was so important. But if that end goal ain't important to you, man, it's going to be a rough go. 100%. <laughs> I mean, it was rough at times, but yeah, you're right. Once I did get that diploma, it wasn't... It didn't matter, yeah. It wasn't anything... Yeah, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. I mean, diploma. I said I said diploma. Excuse me. Degree. Yeah. Two degrees, in fact. Okay. But yeah. Talk, talk your shit. Talk it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that actually ties into another point when you when it comes to the goal and reevaluating the goal. Um, I think for people in general, especially with... Uh, people in the relationships and how we have, you know, cultivated friend relationships and maybe relationships we don't particularly hold of high regard. Do you feel like, you know, having that 
idea of hard work, you think it becomes so obsessive, obsessive to prove your self-worth. So do you feel like, you know, you need to be this workaholic for people to know that you're a workaholic? Do you feel like you need to be constantly working to to prove your self-worth as an individual that, yes, I'm, I'm working hard. I work my butt off for every single piece of thing that I'm doing right now. And I need to do it regardless of how I'm feeling mentally. What can I do for myself in terms of my own happiness? But regardless of all that, I need to make sure I'm working hard at the expense of maybe the time I spend with others, the time I have for others, and just how people may perceive me. Do you feel like the idea of hard work becomes obsessive to prove that self-worth? Huh. I think it's a completely separate conversation to have to why why is it so important what other people think of you, right? I think that's why, like I mentioned earlier, I think sports are just so cut and paste because it doesn't matter what someone thinks of you. I don't care if the guy on the other team hates me. I don't care if the fans don't like me. Did we win or did we lose? You know, right. And and that's why I love sports, man. I think it's all about perspective. Um, like I you know, I mentioned who defines what hard work is. You know, all we can measure is the results. It's very, very hard to measure the work. So when it comes to OD working hard and pushing yourself, man, I think it really is all about perspective. For example, dude, I'm sitting here right now in my room and I've got two obituaries taped up next to me of two of my damn good buddies, man, that I grew up with that are not here anymore. Young guys, man, my age. And I sit and look at this. Sorry for your loss. Dude, it, it, but it's all about perspective, man. Like it, it opened my eyes to, you know, these guys, man, their mom, doesn't have a son anymore. That's hard. You know what I'm saying? That I can't imagine that. But me staying up a couple right. extra hours to study this material in my comfortable home, like with food and the, you know what I'm saying? Like when you start to put things in perspective like that, it becomes easier to push to, for me, it becomes easier to push myself because I'm looking at it. Like the things that I think might think are a little bit hard pushing myself in the gym, like going above and beyond, eating the right way, studying, putting the time in the books, like trying to really work on myself. All that is just opportunity. Like that's exciting stuff. The things that are truly hard are the things that are unfortunately out of your control. You know, right. they can't, they can't, they can't bring their kid back. That's hard. That's tough. I don't know how you can deal with that. But my little stuff, come on, man. I'm living life. <laughs> like that, that's seriously the way I think of it, man. Like I'm living good. I got no complaints. I can appreciate you re resulting to the idea of what hard work is without results. You know, you need those results to show that you worked hard for that result in the first place. Right. So what would you say to people that are actually struggling with that bit of self-worth where they, they want to prove to other people all the time that they are this individual that works hard, that's great, that's trying to achieve their goals, but they don't really know how to, I guess, look within. What would you say to those people that are struggling to find their self-worth and 
looking to build up their self-worth um man i live by the words control what you can control and i take it very literally i ask myself this question 20 times a day anytime something comes up he said she said does this person think this does this person think that you know this unfortunate thing happened could i control it or was it out of my control i can't control what anybody else does i cannot control what she thinks what he thinks i can't control what they say none of that all i can control is my actions and with practice you can control your thoughts as well so in terms of you know people wanting to prove themselves to others it's natural i think it is but realize that so what people think is 100 percent out of your control so i just like to look at end results because they're measurable you can't measure somebody else's thoughts but you can measure results you mentioned something about control and being able to control your thoughts i feel you know in this day and age with so many distractions our mind wanders in so many different directions how would you be able to control your thoughts in a world full of distractions that can come at you at the click of a button or even a tap of your phone right how are you able to control those thoughts to a respectable level to stay on track to stay focused to not feel this level of anxiety when something may be coming or something may not be coming okay yeah i i say that you know i like to equate the brain to the body right they're two parts of a system so I like to look at the body as, you know, we, okay, I'll put it this way. Your diet, when you hear the word diet, you think of right. your vegetables, <laughs> your protein, your carbohydrates, your fats, right? But to me, diet is everything that I consume. Diet is the food that I put in my body. Diet is the material that I read. Diet is the things that I listen to. Diet is the things that I see. And the same way that how your body feels and functions is a result of the what you consume your food, I think your mind is the same way. The way your mind functions is a result of everything else that you consume. So when it comes to controlling what you can control, you can control what you consume. The same way I can choose what I shove in my pot. And I can make a conscious decision about when I open up the fridge, what I'm going to choose to to put into my body. I can also choose what I what I consume with my mind. I can choose what I read. I can choose what I watch. And you got to understand the weight that these things have on your own thoughts. So, like you said, when when it comes to controlling your thoughts, it starts with controlling what you consume. If you control, if you consume a bunch of crap, that's what your thoughts are going to produce. But if you, yeah, <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying. But if you're extremely mindful and you choose to consume things that are beneficial to you, then I think you will reap the benefits in the thoughts that you end up producing. That's the that's the human diet. So, what do you think about? the idea of social media and people consuming social media at a rate that's quite alarming but also social media being available for you in an instant what do you think of all these things and how does that affect the consumption of your body's diet or even you know your mind 
<laughs> we all yeah you know how much you know how much i love social media right um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah i mean i can't i think there's there's a time and a place for everything but social media is very social media is like the greatest product ever made right like imagine i mean these guys figured it out imagine creating a product that people can consume for free right it appeals to every demographic you can be young old doesn't matter what language you speak you have a use for this product i mean that is the dream like that that is they won entrepreneurship they literally won but what cost are you actually paying and that cost is your attention which is finite you know and it comes it everything comes back to your day there are 24 hours in every single day for every single person on this earth okay mm -hmm. if you if you're you know given an hour two hours of that to social media you know like we discussed time accumulates so over the course of a month if you spend an hour a day on social media now you spent 30 hours this month on an app over the course of a year you've now spent 300 some odd hours on social media you know that's 1 24th of your life we sleep eight hours so now you're looking at you know a good fraction of your waking hours doing this one thing now this one thing is productive you made a hell of a lot of progress but i just don't it's tough for me to find the productivity in in social media sometimes because like you said it is it's a distraction um and you get that instant gratification of things being at one click which is very useful you know it's technology has brought us that and 50 years ago lord knows you couldn't open up your phone and check in with someone across the globe in an instant you know that's tremendous but with that right it's something that instant gratification sometimes deletes the need for like deep drawn out thought and, I, and it's shown that people's attention spans is decreasing and the same way the body adapts to a load that's imposed on it it also will eliminate things it doesn't need so the same way if you sit down all day and you never stand up you're going to lose strength in your legs because you're not using it if you're getting all this instant gratification and you're not using any like deep critical thought you're going to lose that ability and i think that's the danger with social media um it's so so efficient at getting your attention i mean it's great like it's from the creator standpoint it's great because they really created something that captures your attention but the cost to us users is it like depletes our ability to to think deeply and critically and i think that's the damage that it's doing i'm going to play a bit of a uh, devil's advocate here sure. with social media having been on social media i personally uh i understand the the fears of social media and the kind of drawbacks to it but i do know that social media has basically helped globalization to a level that none yeah. of us have ever seen right and you know now people are closer to celebrities than they ever have celebrities used to be this thing that you couldn't even 
you know, touch. Now people are getting reposted by celebrities. People can even DM a celebrity and God knows do whatever they want to do with that. That's not the point here. But I do know that people do use social media as a career for themselves. And I do know that people can get some benefits out of social media when it comes to growing a platform oh, such sure. as this podcast. You know, I have social media to kind of grow this platform, but there are benefits to social media. But what would you say to the people that actually do have social media as a full-time job? And do you feel that even being in that environment, do you feel like it's taking away from their productivity some way somehow because they're in that environment well, it comes down to your goal if that's your, what your goal is and your goal is to create a platform and and this that and the third what a better avenue like you said man like i mean there are literally people that are millionaires from an app that didn't exist 20 years ago like revenue and capital has been generated and created from scratch based off of these apps so i'm you know it's tremendous in that sense i'm not taking I, you know i can never take that away from it but the vast majority, the 99%, aren't benefiting monetarily or however right. from that app. So when you look at your, it's very individualized when you look at your goals. If that's not your goal, it can be in the way of your goal. And I, I think it's just a matter of being real. Like, mm. you know, I'm not taking away from the people that are capitalizing off this stuff. You know, I, I, you know it's... It's incredible what's being done. You got co I mean, college athletes now are getting paid all these millions about brand deals. Like Jesus Christ, man, this stuff—it's it, great. But for the, but for the masses, one hundred percent, it's dangerous because not everyone's getting paid from the app. So those that set these goals and yeah. are wondering why they feel like they don't have enough time to do stuff, they feel lost. They feel like you know they're anxious and all this stuff well how are you spending your time if you're spending an ample amount of time on social media maybe that's a problem you know i can actually uh, i can actually um you know kind of relate to that because i i was in a space where i was consuming social media and i did feel lazy i did feel sluggish i did feel like where was my time going i did feel like i was in a slumber in a sense but Having gone off of social media to a place where I'm actually prioritizing my goals, I've been able to actually figure out what I need to do and what priorities need to be in place in order for me to achieve those goals. So I've kind of seen both sides of the spectrum and it's all about finding that balance for me if you're going to consume social media in some way, somehow, because if it gets in the way of your goals, then there's no point in having it. But if it's something that doesn't impede your goals, then it's a beautiful a vehicle to use to you know in, in endorse your brand or have connections that you'd never thought you would ever be able to have because you know now someone could be in virginia and people that were in montana that nobody knew about can be dm'd from somebody in virginia and you take a flight and you're there like you know like these people all they have connections now they all have 100%. connections now some way somehow the distance has been the distance has been shortened 100%. because of social media and it makes you feel like you're right yeah, there. Even, even aside from just the goals thing, personally for me, I just feel like, you know, putting it down and, and stepping away from it, I just freed up so much mental space. Um, mm. I could show you, Amadou, a picture from someone that you followed or from someone that you followed 
from three years ago. And if I asked you about it, you might not be able to recall. But if I showed you, you'd be like, you'd recognize it. Oh, yeah, I've seen that before. And you can and I could do this with hundreds and hundreds of pictures because you consume it. You consume it, you know, you, you've seen it. And the brain is the most powerful thing on Earth. And the brain stores these things. Right. And I just don't feel like the brain space is infinite. You know, there's got to be a cap on how much stuff that you can hold in your mind. So I'm just very picky with what I choose to store up there. And to me, you know, pictures of all these things that I can see just swiping down, I'm consuming so much. And it's just taking up space, space that in my eyes could be used for something more important. Um, so that's where the freed up mental space comes in for me man like i just feel like my mind has so I, it's like a it's like a house that's empty you know i can just run around up in here <laughs> right i got room i got room to move up there man but the more you start cramming in there it gets cluttered now all of a sudden you got stuff tucked behind yeah. the couch you forgot all about but it's there but you can't but you can't you can't get to it you can't see it because it's piled up behind so much other stuff yeah i mean having having discussed about social media that 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 that's a good way of looking at it you know you kind of want that peace of mind and when your house is empty based on your consumption of what you are consuming it does help to have that peace of mind where there isn't so many pieces of furniture from maybe you on ig or Twitter or Instagram or whatever right. social media that you're consuming, it does help to have that peace of mind to really be right. deep in thought. And I kind of want to circle back to what we discussed about when it comes to the ideas of hard work and discipline and all these things. Do you feel as if having all these distractions, right? Having all these distractions that we are, that are only growing yeah. as time goes on what can we do to remain grounded to remain human beings and not feel as if we are kind of cascaded away from ourselves we're kind of here but we're not here kind of feeling present what can we do to stay grounded and you know keep the idea of hard work developing discipline from all these distractions that are developing as time goes um, on control what you can control control what you can control i live by the words man genuinely you know you talk about you want to overcome distractions so control them delete the app boom you know t if you want to control your diet take the sweets out of the house don't let it come down to you making a split second decision of do i click this or do i not or do i eat this or do i not then at that point it's too late make the decision ahead of time take control and control what you can control man we're all human i've been human for a long time <laughs> i don't know i don't know, I don't know the <laughs> years but you know if you slice open a human from a few hundred years ago and you slice me open it's identical you know we haven't changed a whole lot at like a molecular level but if you look at our world and the world that we live in it's night and day so i think it's important man right. to just realize you know, zoom, I like to say zoom, zoom out, zoom out, you, you know, we're, we're wrapped up in our own lives, but just zoom out a little bit and look at you 
as a piece of your community. Zoom out a little more. Look at you as a piece of you know, the U.S. Zoom out a little more. Look at you as a human, one speck on the globe. And I think it just helps to put things in perspective. Well, man, it's been a amazing conversation, man. I was not expecting the conversation to be as vibrant as it was today. I appreciate you coming on and we're having a conversation that was just flowing and really bouncing off of each other and learning new things from each other. I can really appreciate you bringing some perspective to this podcast. It's the Amadou really that's been in the works for two years, brother. Oh. I was not sure you down. <laughs> Yeah, it had to happen. It had to happen, man. And listen, man. Listen, man. It's it's been a pleasure. And I'm going to ask that everyone that's been listening to this podcast, please drop a review. Please follow the IG. Follow my socials at underscore Abe22. Uh, follow the Wrap It Up IG. That is a Wrap It Up podcast at IG. Also follow, follow, not follow, email me at the Wrap It Up podcast ceo at gmail.com that is my email if you shoot me questions i'll answer and i'll incorporate that into the podcast and also please 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 create an anchor and send a voice note so we can incorporate your voice note in the podcast and maybe one day me and jonathan will have a conversation over your voice note so please drop a review and all of these things are much appreciated for the podcast community that I'm trying to build to continue to grow because people like me and Jonathan are just normal human beings that we just want to, you know, generally share that kind of conversation space where we are bouncing off of each other and we're learning new things because as human beings, we need these social interactions. This is what makes us us. This is what makes us humans. This is what makes us whole in a sense because of these conversations. But I think we're coming to the end of the podcast. Um, Jonathan, do you have anything you would like to plug? Let people Uh, find you. Listen, man, everyone, just smile. Life is good. Seriously, man, we're above. (laughs) If you're listening to this, you're alive. There are millions of people who are not. Like, we are, life is good. One day at a time, you know, control what you can control. And uh, look in the mirror and smile, dude. It'll go a long way. Trust me. All right. Well, anyone that wants to get in contact with Jonathan or some way, somehow figure out how to reach this guy, just message me through IG, shoot me an email. I'll find ways to reach out to him and we'll make something happen. Let's do it. But yeah, people, I think it's about that time to wrap it up. Peace. <laughs>